This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. I want to do a, I want to do a series, start a series tonight called More God. More God. Short little, short little uh, sermon title, More God. And a couple of different ways we could look at that. You could look at God and go, More God. Or you could go, More God. So, well, which one's right? Both. And we're going to talk about both tonight. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful for this time. We appreciate it. Father, I thank you for every individual that came tonight, made the effort to come, every, in, every individual, every family that's watching online. Lord, we're grateful that we have an opportunity to come. We live in a free country. We can preach the gospel. We can come without fear of retribution. Lord, thank you that we can come tonight and receive from you. I thank you for the Holy Spirit, who is the great teacher. And gives us the ability and the capacity to teach and not just to teach but to learn and receive and so we open up our hearts and we open up our minds and father we just rejoice at all the good things that you're doing in us and through us in jesus name amen more god more what would more of god look like in your life good question so if someone came to you and said you know what, 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 what would 30% more of God look like in your life? I'd, I'd take it. I'd take more. How many of you would like to see more of God in your life? M more of God, and let me, let me talk about this part. More of God means more of his blessings, more of his goodness, more of his grace. And I, I, I started to write some things down. Hebrews 11:6 is, is, a, is a great verse. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Have to believe he is. Have to believe he's a rewarder. He is a, he is a rewarder. So I started thinking about, well, what are, some of the, what are some of the rewards of having a relationship with God? What are some of the things that take place? You know, sometimes with, with, with people who don't know the Lord or, or don't know how good he is, you know, the idea of coming to church on a Wednesday night or watching online is crazy. It's like, why in the world would I want to do that? And they, their idea of God is that God is some harsh and he's trying to take from you and be mean to you. And, and, you know, he's just waiting for you to make a mistake so he can swat you. And if that's your view of God, I can understand why you don't want to listen, but that's not how he is. He is a rewarder. He's good. And his goodness towards us, the Bible said the goodness of God will lead you to repentance. The goodness of God will lead our lives to be, we're like, I, I want more of him in my life. I used to think, man, if I, if I give my life to the Lord, it's going to get tough. He's going to make me marry someone I do not like and send me somewhere I do not want to go. You know, and really what that is, it's a lie of the enemy. The enemy will try to tell you, oh, you serve God, he will jack your life up so bad. You just, man, he's going to send you somewhere. He's going to make you a missionary somewhere, send you, and you're going to be sitting in a hut in Africa eating, eating stew out of a mud bowl looking at your wife with a bone in her nose. <laughs> well, maybe not that dramatic, but I, I, I remember I, uh, I, I was dating a girl in, in, high, in college, and I thought I was going to marry her. I thought, man, I have reached the epitome of what I'm, I'm going to find in womanhood. And uh, she's a nice girl. We, just, we, we, were, we were like a Nashville romance. Couldn't live with them. Couldn't live without them. Crying all the time. And uh, I, 
we finally, we finally broke up, and I remember thinking, wow, am I ever going to find someone like that again? Nope. <laughs> Found someone better. <laughs> and and, and God's, God's goodness and his mercy. What are the blessings of God? What, what if, you, if you have more of God in your life this year, here's some of the things we can see. More of his wisdom and his direction. More of, listen, all through the scriptures, God leads his people. He guides his people. He gives them wisdom. He gives them direction. And so you see all through scriptures, when you see God interacting with people, he's always guiding. People say, well, God, you know, doesn't speak to us today. Listen, he never stopped speaking. He never stopped leading and guiding his people. And his wisdom is available. And I'll tell you something. There's, there's not a problem that we have that his wisdom cannot give us insight into. Now, that's a big thought, but it's a great thought. That more of God means more of his wisdom and more of his direction in our life. How many would say, man, I would really need God's wisdom for this year. And I could use God's direction for this year that, I, that, I'm, that I'm following his path. Listen, following his path doesn't mean everything's going to turn out well. But if you're following his path, you know it, when the dust settles, it's going to turn out well. So let me, let me rephrase that. Following God's wisdom doesn't mean everything is going to be perfect. But it's going to turn out for your good and God's glory. Does that make sense? So wisdom and direction. Here, I got all kinds of benefits. How about this provision? God is not limited to our environment or economy in providing for his people. You know, God's always provided for his people. He provided for an entire nation. The nation of Israel came out of, came out of Egypt. He provided for the entire nation. I mean, he, one time he, he, he said, I'll give you enough meat to eat for a month. And Moses said, am I going to kill all the horses and kill all the cattle? And the Lord said, is there anything too hard for me? It's like, oh, no, you didn't just say that I can't do this. <laughs> so he did it, and he, and he fed. He's fed nations. He's fed widows. He's, he's taking care of fishermen. He knows how to take care of his people. So provision, more of God's provision in our lives. How about more of God's protection in our lives? The, uh, I've encouraged people this, uh, this year to uh, take the 23rd Psalm and pray it in the morning, pray it in the evening. And I uh, hope you join me in that. That's a real good song. And, uh, you know, sometimes you'll be praying that. or I get up first thing in the morning. That's the first thing I say. I want that to be the first thing out of my mouth, not, oh, dear God, it's morning. <laughs> but the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And you can go through that scripture. But I was thinking the other day, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm walking through it. Not staying in it, walking through it. I'm not going to fear evil for you with me. So there's the protection. I don't know. Listen, we drive here in this area. We need God's protection. <laughs> You're on Texas highways. Man, we, we, there, there, are, there are people who break the speed limit. Yeah. So anyway, we. <laughs> I, I, I envision, I envision when when I do get to heaven, I do meet my angel. He's gonna be looking at me, going, "Man, you kept me busy." <laughs> wouldn't you Wouldn't you love to see in heaven just like a, a a stream of all the times that God took care of you and you didn't know it? Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? You're like, ooh, ee, ah. <laughs> You say, is that going to happen? I, I don't know. I'm just, one can dream. All right. 
Wisdom, direction, provision, protection, peace. An inner calmness in our lives. I think this is one of the, of the biggest things that we see when, when we come into a relationship with the Lord is we begin to see his peace in our life. More of God is more of his peace. I, I used to be, um, in, in fact, they, they uh, called me high strung. Just, just nervous energy, constantly nervous energy, constantly moving all the time. I, I, can, I can tell you that, that peace is a benefit and having peace in your heart. And you realize that you can have peace regardless of what's, of what's going on around you. That's why it's good to see you here in, in church tonight. It's good to have you online because when things get nasty out here, I, I, can't, I can't look out here for my peace. I've got to say, Lord, you're still my God. And that peace that passes all understanding can still guard my heart and mind. Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. And that peace is something I've had people say, you're, man, you're so laid back. No, oh no. No, I'm still pretty fired up. But I have peace. And that's, you know, there are people right now who would pay anything to have peace. And it, but people who are trying to, to take drugs, to fill it with so many different things. I'm so grateful for the peace of God. I can lay down at night. I put, I, man, I close my eyes. I'm out. Don't lie there and worry. Don't think about things. Don't let things bother me. Very rarely have I ever been up at night you know, just thinking about something. And when I do get up, if I'm going to think about it, I'm going to pray about it so I can go back to sleep. Thank God for the peace of God. Would you like to have more peace this year? I would. Peace is a great provision. More of God's strength and ability to be able to handle adversity in difficult situations. Now, those, let me talk to you, those of you who've been Christians for a little while, you've walked with the Lord. Have you, have you ever been through a situation and thought, oh, I don't know what I would have done if it wasn't for God. Or have you ever had people go, I can't believe how you handled that. You were just like, cool. You didn't, you didn't go crazy. I can't believe how you handled that. And you're thinking, you didn't know me a few years ago. It wasn't, how many, you ever thought that? Ever thought, I can't believe I just went through that without going nuts. I can't believe I went through that without having to get drunk. Helen, we're in church. Are you talking about stuff like that? Yes, I am talking about stuff like that. Hey, listen, God can strengthen you to the point where you don't have to get drunk and high to deal with it. You don't have to escape to deal with it. His strength and ability, in fact, and the good thing about it is you don't have to wake up the next morning going, dear Lord, what did I do? Where did I go? You just go, Lord, thank you. Your strength, your ability is better. I used to hear people say, oh, he's the best high you can ever have. No, listen, I've been high before. It's an escape. I'd rather have strength to face into the situation and go, I'm coming through this without having to escape from it. Now, listen, if that's you that I'm talking to and you feel like, man, i got to escape, I'm not there yet, Thank God more of God in your life can give you the strength and the ability to handle adversity. You can deal with it without having to pull for something from the outside to make you do better. Right? That's good. Even if you're not there yet, just don't throw it away. It's good for you. Strength and ability. 
and more joy. Not my wife. More joy, independent of circumstances. Joy in the middle of when life is mundane. You can still have a song in your heart. Still have some joy about you. Say, well, I don't have much joy. You can get more. More God, more joy. The Bible said the God of hope. That's another thing, too. How about hope? Hope, expectation of good for the future. More of God. Listen, you can't come close to God and, and not come up away with more joy and peace and hope. You know, he's not down and he's not negative. He's got good things. He thinks good things. He believes good things. He believes good things about you. You're not going to come close to him and you go, I don't know about you. No, not you. No, you come close to him. He's like, come here. You need a good dose of joy. You need some hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that you abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is some good stuff, guys. And the, and the beautiful thing about this is more of God, the more joy we have. The thing I love about this is, is that we don't reach a point in our life where we go, okay, that's it. I, that's, that's all the God I can ever have. No, we can continue to grow and continue to, man, we could have more. I, I plan on having more joy this year than I had last year. You're thinking, well, that's not going to be hard. Well, it's, yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's still more joy, not necessarily happiness according to circumstances, but joy which is an inward joy. And, an inward, and the Bible said the joy of the Lord is your strength. So there's joy and hope and love. More love. A never failing purpose that lifts us beyond selfishness. The very nature of God himself. Now let me ask you this. If you had more God in your life, more love, his love in your life, would it make a difference in your relationship? It would. It really would. Joy and I used to, used to argue a lot when we first were married. We fought a lot. Not fist fight. I never hit her. Um, she hit me. <laughs> I, I, I did not hit her. Pointing my finger at her one time. She about snatched it up and broke my finger off. But uh, not fighting is better. When, when there's love in a home, it's better. And I, a lot of times people think, well, you know, I just, I'm waiting for God to do something uh, with my spouse. Um, sometimes you're going to wait a while. So instead of trying to fix them, work on you. Because I can control me. I can't control anybody else. Aren't you glad you came on Wednesday night? <laughs> listen, listen to what it says here in 1 Corinthians. Love suffers long. In other words, that puts up with long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely does not seek its own, does not provoke, thinks no evil, doesn't rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, love never fails. It doesn't seek its own. You know, I, I can honestly say from fighting almost every day to rarely fighting or have, in fact, we don't fight anymore, but we have disagreements and they're rare. You say, well, that's because you're a pastor. No. 
I know pastors that get divorced because they can't get along. Being a pastor does not mean that I have an advantage over doing this. Every time I share that, I have people look at me like, oh my God. <laughs> no, no. It, 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 it means I, I have to do this the same way you do. But I, I can tell you this. Joy and I, we were talking about, we just, we just went off uh, after Christmas and spent some time together and just enjoyed it. And we're empty nesters now, so we spend a lot of time together. We enjoy it. Our kids, one of our kids said one day, he said, you act like you're happy that we're out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely are happy. <laughs> but it, it, makes, it, it, it makes a difference if, if there's love in the home. And, and the God kind of love can really make a home a wonderful place. Just a wonderful place. Now that's not because you think, well, Joy's an angel and, and she's so incredibly sweet. How could you not... It takes the God kind of love to really make a marriage a heaven. But it's, I'm, I'm telling you, it's so much better. If you had more love, would it make you better to be around? It would. You're thinking, is he going to end this message soon? <laughs> soon. Love, joy, uh, power. Supernatural, miracle, working ability. It changes things. I've been healed of something that was incurable. Joy's been healed. My family's been healed. My grandchildren have been healed. I am so glad that people say, well, the day of miracles is over. No, it's not. The God of miracles has never changed. He's still the same God. And he's still working miracles and doing amazing things. And I'm rejoicing in that. So these are all things. Paul prayed this prayer in Ephesians, and he prayed for the church. And, he's, and this applies to the church here in Conroe. He prayed, therefore I also, this is in Ephesians 1, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you would know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Paul was praying this prayer and he prayed three things. That we would, what is the expectation to what we've been called to? He said that you would know what is the hope of his calling. It's a wonderful thing. He's got, he's got expectations for all of us. Wonderful calling. He said what God has done for us in Christ, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in Christ. In other words, what belongs to us because of Jesus. He's not praying that God would do this. He's praying that we would see it. He said that we would see this, that you would begin to see all this. And so you begin to see, he said, what is the greatness of his power towards us who believe. And so he's given us something here. He's, Paul is praying this prayer. By the way, this is a prayer. I pray for you guys. I pray for the church. But there's, a, there's also another side of this. More God, more of God in our lives requires more of us. This year, as, I, as, we've, as we start a new year, people, wanted, people want Man, I want things to be different this year. I, I, want, I want this year to be different. I want to I have some different things this year. Maybe have some goals or some things that you set out. Listen, if you want something different, we have to be willing to do something different. In other words, we can't keep doing the same things we did last year and think the things are going to be different. 
So we have to be willing to go, okay, I'm, I'm willing to do something different. You, many of you said, I want more of God. So more of God requires more of us. So here's the thing. We not only believe he rewards, the Bible says he rewards those who seek him. He rewards those who seek him. He's a rewarder of those who seek him. So God's a rewarder. But they say, well, does he reward everybody? We well, can look around and figure out he doesn't reward everybody. He rewards those who seek him. So in other words, if I'm seeking, that word seek means to, to, to look for, to seek to obtain. You're, you're looking for something. And you're looking for more of God in your life. God, I'm looking. And I'm looking, what, what do you want from me? How can I receive from you? So I'm, I'm seeking. And I was thinking about that word seeking. And, that's, and people say, well, I'm seeking. It, it's an active word. So let's play a hypothetical situation. Let's say tonight that we had... Uh, uh, a, a guy who comes to our church who's a billionaire. We don't yet. If you know one, invite them. But um, let's say you, you had someone in our church who, who, who's a billionaire, and he comes up to you tonight, and he said, you know, he said, I've been watching you, and I, man, I, I see how faithful you are, and you love the Lord, I can tell that, and I just wanted to bless you. So I, I, want, I, I, want, you to, um, I want you to pick out a vehicle, and I'm going to pay for it. Uh, if he's a billionaire, how many you know he can pay for a vehicle? Y'all work with me on this one, all right? You got it? Okay, you're a billionaire. He can pay for it. And you go, uh, what kind of vehicle? And he goes, um, let's, let's get a, um, I, I don't know, you, you pick what you want. Uh, you, you, you go, price, price range? Yeah, let's, uh, negotiated price, 100 grand. I'll, um, he said, if you go over with T.T. and Ella, I'll take care of that. Okay. You're, you're serious. Yes, I'm serious. Well, you know he's got the money. He's a billionaire. So when you walk out and get in your vehicle, look over at your spouse, you know, what you think of church? You know, I don't know about church, but I'll tell you what happened to me. Mr. Billionaire said, he can pick out a vehicle. He said, actually, I can pick out a, a vehicle. <laughs> he said, what kind? He said, as long as it's under 100 grand. You know, negotiate the price. How many of you, when you got home, that was you. When you got home, are you just going to go straight to bed? How many of you are honest? You're going to open up that laptop so quick. And what are you doing? You're going to start seeking. You're seeking. And you're like, and you're not seeking low either. You're like, no. We're talking loaded. We're talking, we're talking truck that could pull a building down. We're talking one of the, can I get one of those CO2, the new Corvettes with the new body style? Can I pull it in at under 100? How many of you know you're going to be looking Yes. You're not just going to be going to bed going, well, okay, I guess I'm going to get a car. No. Your spouse goes, go, honey, it's one o'clock. Don't, don't bother me. I'm seeking. What's that? There's an intent to obtain. You're seeking. You know that. Listen, if someone's not buying you a car, when it's vehicle time, how many know you seek vehicles? And you look on the internet and when you're driving around, you start to see them. Right. I, saw, I saw eight of those today. 
They were out there all the time, but now they've come into your attention. God is a rewarder of those who will seek him. He said, Lord, I'm looking for you. I'm looking for you in my life. And so here's the, here's the beautiful thing. The seek, Young's translation says, to those seeking him, he becomes a rewarder. So it's, is it worth maybe spending a little extra time in the morning? Or if you're a night person, spending a little extra time at night, what are you doing? Say, Lord, I, 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 want, I, I want more of you in my life. I'm going to seek you. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about how, how some of the ways we do that. But the beautiful thing is, in James it says this, if you'll draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. I remember songs come to me. I, music stays with me a lot. I'm not a, I'm not a musician, but I've always liked music. And I was thinking about a song, Just a Closer Walk with Thee. Anybody know that song? Amen. The only reason I remember, Patsy Cline did it in 1959. I don't, I don't remember it from Patsy Cline. I remember it from a movie, Cool Hand Luke. Google it. It's an interesting movie. Paul Newman. I can't say it's a godly movie, but it's interesting. Just a closer walk with thee. Granted, Jesus, this my plea. Daily walking close to thee, let it be, dear Lord, let it be. Now, I was thinking about that song, and the heart of that song is good. Lord, I, I want to I walk close to you. Here's what's, here's what's erroneous about that song. It's not up to the Lord. He's not going to grant, okay, you can walk close to me, but you can't walk close to me. No, the Bible said if you draw close to God, he'll draw close to you. You don't have to say, Lord, grant me that I can walk close to you. You can just say, Lord, I'm coming close. I am going to walk close with you. I am going to have a relationship. I don't have to wait. You said if I would draw close to you, it did not say he would reject you or run away. He said you draw close to him. In other words, you begin to, you begin to seek him. You begin to spend some time with him. Maybe you get up a little bit extra. Maybe you spend a little bit more time, but you get closer to him. He'll get closer to you. And if he gets closer to you, remember all that list of things we talked about? His provision, his protection, his wisdom, his guidance. All these things become available to us, and God's not the one withholding it from us. He's the one saying, it's right here. Come on and freely come. So this year, if you're thinking, well, I wish I could just walk closer with the Lord. You can. You absolutely can. It's got to be your call. It's got to be your choice. But if it's your choice... Thank God it's our choice. We can do it. I love the idea that God has limited access to him to just a few chosen few. And it's just super spiritual people, and I can never be that way. Listen, you don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be a singer. You don't have to ever stand up and speak to anybody to have a close relationship with the Lord. And if you'll seek him, you'll find him, and he rewards those who seek him. So you can just say, well, I don't have four hours a day. Who said four hours a day? Start with where you are. Just start with where you are. If you don't spend any time with him, give him five. If you spend five, give him 10. If you got 10, give him 20. Do I hear 40? Do I hear? Listen, listen, it's, it's, it's not wasted time. This is seeking time. And he's the rewarder of those who diligently seek him.
Aren't you glad he, he doesn't distinguish between anybody? He'll give, you, he'll give you that choice. It's going to be a good year, guys. It's going to be a good year. Some good things are going to happen this year. We're going to draw closer to God this year. We're going to have more God in our life this year. We're going to have more God in this church this year. We're going to see more people reached this year. It's going to be a good year. Now, that's what I believe. What do you believe? Because it's what you believe that's going to make the biggest difference. You can look at me and go, yes, Alan, praise God. I'm so glad it's going to be good for you. I'm so glad it's going to be awesome for the church. I'm so, what about you? Ooh, uh, I don't know. No, no, no. This is why we're up here on Wednesday nights. This is why we're saying, hey, it's going to be a good year because you are going to draw close. You are going to seek because God's going to reward you. Anybody in? Amen. All right. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you have not withheld from us, that you are so good and you are real and you're a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. Thank you we have the capacity to seek you. Thank you that as we do, thank you for your provision. Thank you for your protection, for your hope and your love and your strength and your ability. Father, thank you. You're the best thing that ever happened to us. And we give you all the praise for that. Help us draw close. Show us what to do. Show us how to be more effective in seeking you. His heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you came this evening and said, you know, I came on the very first Wednesday night because I knew in my heart I need to get right with God or I need to come back to him or that you came to the right place or maybe you're watching and you said, I've made this determination, so let's do this. If that's you, we're going to say a very simple prayer. I'm not going to have you to come to the front or stand up, but I'm going to have you pray this prayer with me, but I'm going to ask you one thing. If that is you, and you say, Alan, I, I want to make sure I have a relationship with the Lord. I want, to, I want to come back to him or come to him for the very first time. Can I get in on this prayer? The answer is absolutely yes. Would you slip your hand up and say, Alan, that's me. Would you, would you pray for me? Thank you. Thank you. Great. Anybody else? Wonderful. You can put your hands down. We're going to pray. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you didn't lift your hand and wanted to, you can still get in on this prayer. It's a heart prayer. Online, if you're by yourself, pray it out loud with us. If you're with other folks, pray it quietly. This is a great prayer. We're going to pray it to say, Dear God, I know mankind needs a Savior. I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now, I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I've said yes to you. Heavenly Father, we're grateful tonight for those who have come to you and those who have come back are thankful that you received them with open arms. And Father, thank you that some tonight have drawn close who've been away. Father, thank you that you are good and that you are our God. We give you all the praise for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.